0: After Justin Bieber teamed up with Tim Hortons to create Tim Beebs, he knew his job wasn't done. So he's bringing Tim Beebs back and pairing them with his delicious new French Vanilla beebs brew, steeped for 16 hours. That's 16 long, pensive, dedicated hours. But hey, take it from Justin. It's worth the wait.
1: Try my new French Vanilla Beebs brew for a limited time, only at Tim Hortons. Order
0: it with your favorite Tim Beebs for the perfect pairing at participating US restaurants while supplies last.
1: Are you feeling down, anxious, not yourself? Sometimes medication can help. Having to find a provider, wait for an appointment, then deal with a huge bill can make things worse. Do better with HERS. We'll connect you with a licensed psychiatry provider for an online evaluation. If medication's prescribed, HERS ships directly to your door. Affordable care, no insurance required. Get started with a free consultation at forhers.com. That's F O R H E R S.com. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information.
0: is for party so i'll go i would hate my disappointment
1: to show
0: there's nothing for me here so i will disappear if she turns up while i'm gone please let me know i've had a drink or two and i don't care there's no fun in what i do and she's not there and welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and Exxon TV. worldwide toll-free. Email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. XO Nation, my guest this hour is Tom uh, Keller. He is the author of a fascinating book, and I'm going to tell you this right up front if you are into ufology, if you're thinking of getting into ufology, or if you know someone who's into ufology and you want to get a, um, you know, ahead of the Christmas rush, this is the book. It's called The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs, What You Need to Know, and is by our guest this hour, Thomas L. Keller. Now he's had a lifelong interest in space exploration, interstellar travel, as well as extraterrestrial intelligence. He lives in Palm Springs, California with his partner Sally and their two cats, Bella and Bijou. Mr. Keller is an aerospace engineer and graduate of the School of Engineering, University of California at Los Angeles. He received a Master's of Business Administration degree from the University let's try this one again, University of California at Berkeley and a Master of Science degree in Management Science from the University of Southern California. Mr. Keller was a computer program systems analyst at NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena, California, and developed a computer system for the management of resources for JPL's interplanetary exploration projects. Now, The system was used for resource management in the Mariner, Viking, and Voyager missions. His experience in the aerospace and construction industries led to the development of SpaceMax, Space Station Construction Simulator, and uh, a project management simulator for the construction of the first commercial space station. Mr. Keller has also worked for Douglas Air Air and uh, British Aerospace. And joining me now is Tom Keller. And uh, Tom, welcome to the X-Zone.
1: Well, thank you very much. Thank you for the kind introduction, and thank you for having me on your uh, program.
0: You know, it's a great pleasure having people on the show who go into as much depth as you have done with with as many credentials and as much credibility as you have. Uh, Where did your interest in UFOs come from, Tom?
1: Well, you know, uh, it started about uh, age 10. Uh, I was in grade school, and someone showed me, one of my schoolmates, Mm -hmm. showed me a copy of uh, George Adamski's book, uh, Flying Saucers Have Landed. And then I read a book by um, Donald Kehoe. This goes back a few years, of course, but um, uh, he had a, a book called Flying Saucers from Outer Space. Yeah. And uh, after reading those two things, uh, two books, I thought, gee, is this, uh, is this possible? Is there any likelihood of this happening? And, of course, I listened to my science teacher at mm-hmm. the time, and uh, uh, she said that. Uh, uh, that human beings would never get into space because it was too difficult. But I found that hard to believe. And I've been following all um, the stories about uh, flying saucers and flying disks and uh, alien reproduction vehicles and this sort of thing for, uh, well, ever since then. That. And that's about uh, 55 years or so, to be honest. <laughs>
0: You and I have to take a break, uh, Tom. Please uh, stand by. And once again, congratulations on a great book, Exo Nation. I've got a copy of Tom's book here in my hands. Over 465 pages, high gloss, color photos, news clippings, photos, sketches. This is the book for the UFO crowd this Christmas. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with Tom Keller as we continue talking about The Total Novice Guide to UFOs, What You Need to Know. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network and our growing list of family of broadcast affiliates, including CHCR in the Ottawa Valley and KKRP in Oklahoma. Don't go away. We'll be back. Anything you want to love is easy How will you know if I am for you? You won't know me to see me But you'll know by what I do For I will play a rhapsody Cleverly disguise it So it's not been heard before Nation, Tom Keller is our special guest. He's the author of The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs, What You Need to Know. And let me ask you this right up front, Tom. Are UFOs
1: real? Some of them are. Um, you know, actually about, um, oh, say around 95% of the reported UFOs are misidentifications. Um aircraft, uh, balloons, mm-hmm. uh, mirages and that sort of thing, uh, which leaves a small percentage, 5%, and uh, those UFOs are real. I mean, they're real, solid objects. Now, the thing is, if you take that 5%, some of them are built by the U.S. government, actually here in uh, California, um, and those are a result of 50 years of... Uh, of development mm-hmm. uh, in the Coachella Valley by um, O. Uh, General Electric, uh, Lockheed Martin, uh, Northrop Grumman. And these, are being, uh, these have been built in uh, several different sizes, and they're actually operational. Um, one thing I might point out, I know you haven't had a chance to read my book, but if you look in uh, the appendix, mm-hmm. in Appendix F, there is a technical paper... By Dr. Theodore Loader. He is uh, an expert on energy and transportation systems and he presented this technical paper to the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics a few years ago and it actually describes in some detail the U.S. government's work on anti-gravity.
0: What it says here here in Appendix F, I've got it right here in the sound page of 429 ExoNation, This paper reviews the development of anti-gravity research in the U.S. and notes how research activity uh, seemed to disappear by the mid-1950s. It then addresses recently reported scientific findings and witness testimonies that show us that this research and technology is alive and well and very advanced. The revelations of findings in this area will alter dramatically our 20th century view of physics and technology and must be considered in planning for both energy and transportation needs in the 21st century. Wow! That's
1: that's it. Um, they, uh, when I say they, I'm, I'm talking about a certain element of mm-hmm. the U.S. government. Obviously, uh, this is done in a very high, highly secretive uh, situations and places, but... Um, It has developed uh, to a considerable degree, and there are multiple uh, sizes of flying disks, anti-gravity devices, if you will, Mm -hmm. that are under control of uh, uh, human beings. But what about...
0: Yeah. Sorry. No, I think you and I were were thinking the exact same thought. I was going to ask you, now, what about the other ones, the (laughs) other craft?
1: Well, the other ones are simply uh, devices... Uh, objects, uh, vehicles, uh, which are solid in nature from beyond Earth. And uh, these, we have an, a number of different um, um, intelligences mm-hmm. from somewhere beyond Earth, um, certainly beyond our solar system, uh, that have uh, been visiting here for uh, any number of years. I I'd venture to say maybe hundreds or thousands of years. And I know this is very difficult for people to accept, but uh, this is uh, certainly the conclusion that, um, that I have come to after 55 years of study. And if someone were to read this book mm-hmm. who doesn't really know very much about UFOs, but if they have an open mind, they'll realize uh, after passing through several chapters that uh, this is a very real phenomenon. Now, uh, it begin, this particular book uh, is actually intended and designed for uh, the general public. You know, um, too often I found I go into, well, maybe Barnes and Noble or Walden Books, and I find uh, books on UFOs, but they're written for uh, UFO enthusiasts. Um, and they go into a great deal of detail about one incident or some technical aspect, and it's not really intended for the general public, the people who are truly novices, but they'd like to know more. So I've approached this from the point of view that, I mean, assuming that they're novices, they're reading this, and we start with Roswell, because Roswell is the probably the best-known, most well-documented, with the most witnesses, crash um, retrieval. And we start with Roswell, and then we progress through other... Uh, stories. Uh, we end up with a uh, uh, basically a testimony from uh, a former manager at the uh, Federal Admi- uh, Aviation Administration and his uh, experience with what I've called the uh, UFO secret police. Um, this has to do with a JAL uh, flight that came in from Japan over Alaska. You may have heard about yes. it. Yes. Yeah, sure. And uh, this is, uh, I'm referring to uh, James Callahan, and he is one of um, Stephen Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer's uh, Disclosure Project Mm -hmm. Witnesses. Yeah. Um, So I have a few pages on his testimony. And then we, we, in the next section, we uh, cover um, other related um, uh, phenomena, such as, uh, oh, missing time, human abductions. Uh, crop circles, and things of this nature. And uh, following that, uh, I've I've chosen 10 military whistleblowers. Um, And these people have come in from, oh, a number of uh, different periods of time uh, who have had uh, personal and direct experiences with uh, 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 flying disks and also uh, extraterrestrial intelligences. I don't know if you've ever interviewed Clifford Stone or not. Yes,
0: I have. Yes, I have. Oh, you have? Yeah.
1: Terrific. Well, you know his story, and he's, of course, one of the uh, military whistleblowers Mm -hmm. that I've included in that section. Um, Other areas um, of the book is that um, basically many people have listened to Carl Sagan, including myself, over the years, and he would always say that uh, he knew that there were intelligent beings uh, living in other solar systems and other galaxies, but the distances were too far. And so consequently, he was basically debunking uh, the reality of UFOs visiting from beyond Earth. Well, uh, what we have included also is a section on, well, how do they get here from there? And obviously, it's, uh, you don't do it with chemical rockets. No, You do it with higher levels of technology. Now, this brings me into another subject, if I may. It has to do with uh, the late Ben Rich. Now, uh, Ben Rich uh, was a former president of the Lockheed Skunk Works. And back in um, the early 80s, mm-hmm. a friend of mine who also graduated from UCLA, asked me to come to a lecture. And the lecture was by Ben Rich. Well, I didn't know have any idea who he was, but I wanted to hear what they had to say. So, uh, basically, uh, Ben Rich uh, put on about an hour, hour and a half uh, lecture. And this was to a limited uh, group of people. Mm -hmm. There were uh, military people there, there were academics, there were newspaper reporters, and uh, there were even some people from the CIA. Uh, he he uh, happened to recognize some people from the CIA, as a matter of fact, in the, in the audience. And for the first hour, uh, Ben Rich lectured and showed slides of all of the various aircraft that uh, Lockheed Martin Stunkworks Works had uh, de- designed and developed and produced in some quantities, in some cases, uh, over uh, uh, the the decades since uh, um, his uh, predecessor uh, left. And that was Kelly Johnson, by the way. Um, And then, towards the end, um, when he finally wound up with uh, a discussion about the uh, F-117 Nighthawk fighters that the um, Skunk Works developed, um, he, he made a, few, a statement. He said, if you can imagine it, Lockheed Skunk Works has done it. Now, his final slide was an artist's conception of a flying disc. Now, this uh, was a real, little shocking to me because I didn't expect him to say something like, or show something like that, in a relatively public meeting, and then uh, someone in the audience asked a question, and Ben Rich asked. Uh, he said, "I'd like you t- to answer my question. How can we get to the stars?" And the answer he said, in answering uh, uh, his own question, he said, "It's not by chemical rockets." What we have to do is to be able to develop a higher technology, much far more advanced, uh, and one which is not uh, depend on chemical reactions. And he meant uh, then. This, then he made a statement that they repeated what he said. He said, mm-hmm. "If uh, if you can imagine it, Lockheed Skunk Works has done it." Well, wow. this uh, this then uh, continued on for a while and. People were asking various questions, including myself. Um, And then finally his lecture came to an end. And the person that I was with, the guy that uh, invited me there, Mm -hmm. uh, his name is Jan Harzan, and he happens to be the uh, state section director for uh, MUFON in California. He followed uh, Ben Rich to the exit door. The two of them were all alone. And my friend... Jan Harzan, said to Ben Rich, he said, Ben, how do UFOs work? And Ben Rich said to my friend, "Um, how does ESP work?
0: All right, stand by. I've got to take my commercial break. I've held it as long as I can. Wow. Tom Keller's our special guest. www.2fspress.com. The name of his book is... The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs. We'll be back after the news. Don't go away. wwwxone Exxon Nation, Tom Keller is our special guest. He is the author of... Do you have your pencils and paper ready? Well, if you don't, you can go to our website at TV.com, go to the archives, and we'll have all the information on how you can get a copy of The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs, What You Need to Know. Right now, all you need to know is that you can go to www.2fspress.com. You'll find out how you can get your very own copy of this uh, great book. And I, I, I am serious, Exxon it's, it's high-gloss paper, beautiful photos, sketches, newspaper articles. It's, this is what ufology needs to change it from ufology to ufology. More of this. We need more people like Tom Keller, Stanton Friedman, uh, Kevin Randall, and I, I can name many that add to the credibility of the sincere investigation into ufology. But as I was telling uh, Tom during the uh, break, unfortunately, as great as the Internet is, the Internet, in my opinion, has put such a rift between uh, the different UFO groups as well as the researchers that people who are out there, they they see something in the sky and they say, geez, I wonder if there's anything on the Internet. They go on the Internet and they are just bombarded with the amount of so-called information that's out there. And a lot of it's nothing but crap. That's why I love your book, Tom.
1: Well, thank you very much. I just wanted to sort of finish off that last uh, part of the uh, discussion there. Um, My friend uh, Jan Harzan was at the exit door with Ben Rich. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jan asked uh, Ben Rich, uh, how do UFOs work? Well, uh, Ben's response was, how does ESP work? And Jan thought about it and, and said, well, everything in the universe is connected. And then Ben Rich said, mm-hmm. that's how UFOs work. And then he left. Now, that gives you something to think about. Because uh, in order to get from, from one star to the other star, mm-hmm. what we have to use is a technology totally different from what we have now. And um, space-time is, is like a fabric. It's like a... Uh, a rubberized fabric, and d- given uh, enough energy, um, we can bend it you can you can bend space time, mm-hmm. and this is how these other beings from elsewhere get here.
0: Do you think that there's that there are extraterrestrials living on this planet right now with us?
1: Well, course this is just a matter of opinion. Yeah. Um, one of the um, extraterrestrials, as, as you know, is, is called. Is referred to as the Nordics. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sense is that the Nordics have been here for thousands of years. Wow. Um, a, a friend of mine, uh, is, uh, his name is Timothy Good. Uh, he's a UFO author living in the UK. Yes, he is. Yeah, good and guy. He, he and I were talking once, and um, he was in a lobby Uh, in the lobby of a big hotel somewhere in New York one morning, and he saw a person uh, uh, across the lobby who was reading a newspaper, apparently, and this person was uh, telepathically communicating with uh, Timothy Good. And this guy looked just like anybody else, but uh, uh, Timothy Good uh, knew perfectly well that this was not some normal human being, even though he looked normal in mm-hmm. the human sense, uh, and wore human clothes, of course. But um, my, my sense is that they've been here for um, thousands of years.
0: Do you, do you, in, in your opinion, do the governments of the world know of the existence of extraterrestrials that may, in fact, be living on this planet, and, and if they do, why don't they just come out, and not, not just the government, but the, the alien visitors as well, and say, listen, we're here, they've been here for so long, they haven't done any harm to us, so what's all the hype about?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, my sense is that um, this issue has been passed, every, every president of the United mm-hmm. States has passed the buck every every two every time we have a new administration, that issue is, is passed on once again because uh, the u s government uh, is um, concerned fearful, use whatever word you like about what would happen if this announcement were made during their uh term of office um, you don't just say, well, uh, we have someone uh, from Uh, Planet X or whatever, living here now, and then just sort of walk away without saying anything more. Uh, People obviously want to know how long they've been here, how did they get here, and more importantly, why are they here? Um, I think uh, the U.S. government, as well as other governments, not all but some, Mm -hmm. uh, have been reluctant to get involved with this. It's my personal opinion that the U.S. government is sort of overseeing this entire process, and that other governments, uh, some other governments, aren't willing to do anything until the U.S. government has uh, directed them to do so. Um, Now, I know uh, the British have recently released uh, some of their UFO files, Mm -hmm. Uh, France has uh, previously released theirs, but not much has really happened as a result of that. I just think that they're worried. The U.S. government is worried about the economic consequences. Uh, they're worried about the energy consequences, transportation, pharmaceuticals, uh, communication. Uh, it has. It would have a tremendous impact on the world. And I think that they're basically afraid that uh, some of some very unhappy things might happen. Uh, certainly economically. If that information were released
0: I think the biggest but, uh, the biggest upset in the world would come from the different religious philosophies
1: well you know um, i i've uh, I would have thought so too. Uh, I have a little section in the book about um, religion and social order mm-hmm. um, but the the Roman Catholic Church has uh, in recent years uh acknowledged that um Um, extraterrestrial intelligence have visited uh, the earth. Um, There was a, um, let's see, um, his name was Balducci. He was uh, Monsignor Balducci from from Rome, and he came right out and said that uh, they are here. Um, So my sense is that the Roman Catholic Church uh, would possibly accept this fairly well. I'm not so sure about other religions, though. Um, Those that, um, you know, have uh, a very strong dogma about uh, uh, their beliefs uh, would not maybe take it so easily. (laughs) That is my opinion.
0: Tell me about Roswell, New Mexico. You know, it's... It is the cornerstone of modern-day ufology. I've had Stanton Friedman on the show many times. I call him the grandfather of of ufology.
1: Yes, and Uh, he should be called that, too. You
0: know, and and yet here we are 60-some-odd years later, and nobody has come out with a smoking gun. Uh Uh-huh. How come? How can... If Roswell really did happen, how come nobody has come forward with that all... Conclusive smoking gun that cannot be denied.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know the, the the reason why it hasn't uh, that smoking gun hasn't come out uh, could be any number of things. But um, there are so many, there are hundreds of witnesses to mm-hmm. the Roswell event, um, and there they don't, As far as I know, uh, there have been components or pieces of the. Uh, uh, crashed uh, a vehicle that have been squirreled away uh, by uh, in the, in the public domain, so to speak, from people who uh, actually were at the scene at the time. Um, but um, I think the the U.S. government keeps a very tight clamp on this, and they do everything that they can to uh, disinform um, and to avoid any kind of uh, release of uh, of Solid materials, uh, pieces of metal uh, uh, things of this nature, the photographs of, uh, of uh, extraterrestrial bodies and things of that like that.
0: you know and then on the other side of the coin you've got people like Billy Meyer who mm-hmm. have been publishing photos for what uh, 10, oh, think 15 think. years, yeah. you know 20 years maybe <laughs> 20 years yeah and and you've got people who work with Billy, like Michael Horn who I've had the pleasure of talking to and meeting, you've got... When you look at Billy, okay, you know, he, he's, in, he's a normal guy, but when you look at not only his UFO sightings, but when you read the, the the um, for lack of a better word, the prophecies yes. that he has been given, yes. you know, you you start to wonder, saying, well, where the heck is this coming from?
1: That, that's right. Um, Billy Meyer had... Um a fifth-grade education. Yeah. And he had basically no monies to put into a lot of uh, hoaxing and fabrications and what have you. Um, He basically lived in a small Swiss village. Um, He gave his photographs away. Uh, He constantly had people visiting his home, uh, both uh, UFO researchers and other people that, uh, friends and... As as well as uh, debunkers,
0: as well as debunkers.
1: Oh, yes, as well as debunkers. Um, The thing is that um, he uh, apparently had uh, entire volumes of telepathic messages Mm -hmm. that uh, were uh, transmitted from uh, this alien being um, to him, and he just, uh, in Swiss-German, he wrote down what the messages were, and they were far uh, beyond... uh, the, the capabilities of someone with limited education, and he also only had one arm too, so so it's um, i've always uh, was fa- have been fascinated with mm-hmm. uh, the color photographs that um, he uh, he made, and uh, several of these are, are actually in the book in the earlier part of the uh, of my book. What um, a lot of
0: people may not realize is that there have been several attempts on billy meyer's life.
1: Um, Yes, I'm, I'm sure of that. Yeah. Um, there are all kinds of things that uh, go on that um, uh, behind uh, closed doors, so to speak, that uh, we don't often hear about. But these, these stories just, for some reason, just don't get out into the general public. And this is one of the reasons why I wrote this book, is to, in a fairly straightforward mm-hmm. uh, way, uh, try to bring some of these uh, facts, some of the documents, and the pictures. Uh, out into the public, and I think, you know, eventually um, something is going to happen where this all comes out, and I would rather have it uh, come out in an easier way than than some uh, crisis or shock, Um, and of course, that's what Stephen Greer has been trying to do for for quite some time. The other aspect of all of this is that it has to do with technology. Uh, we are in the, the earth that is, is in pretty sad shape, and we can't keep relying on fossil fuels. Uh, this oil and coal uh, consumption and burning in the air and uh, whatnot has to that has to change, and we can't keep uh, driving cars and trucks and every and flying planes uh, on uh, outdated technology. And once this this reality comes out, this is going to have some major impacts on as I said, transportation and communication and energy generation. Uh, my sense is that uh, the technology that can come out of this, once it's made uh, apparent, is that we would be able to get virtually uh, free energy devices. That is, devices that could be anyone can purchase and uh, basically uh, electrify their homes or buildings or whatever uh, without uh, much... Uh, uh, expense and at the same time in a non-polluting way.
0: Tom, tell me, do you, after after doing all the research for your book, being in the industry, um, talk to so many people about UFOs and ETs. Do you believe, Tom, or has anyone that you've spoken to believe that they pose a threat to the safety and security of our planet?
1: Yes, uh, I have. I have, uh, you know, you hear uh, so many different things mm-hmm. uh, coming from a variety of different um, uh, directions. Um, as far as, I don't personally believe they're, <laughs> they're here or um, they're coming here to uh, destroy the world, uh, you know, in a, in a war of the world sort yeah. of scenario. Um, what I do believe uh, is this, um, We have uh, at least four different uh, extraterrestrial visitors. Uh, We've got the the Nordics, we've got uh, small humanoids, um, we've got uh, the Greys, and we've got some reptilians. And four, uh, whether it's four or 40, uh, the thing is they're here. That's right. right. Um, Some people, including uh, Dr. uh, David Jacobs, have uh, put out... um, Oh, sort of a warning, I guess Mm -hmm. you would say, that uh, the uh, tall and very tall Greys are here to uh, colonize, uh, set up colonies. Tom, stand by. We've got to
0: take our final break. Tom Keller is my special guest. He's the author of The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs, What You Need to Know. His website, www.2fspress.com. We'll be back after this break. Don't go away. Welcome back everyone. Uh, explanation. My guest this hour is T. L. Keller. And he's the author of what I believe to be the number one UFO book I have ever seen. Doing this show for 20 years, I've seen many books cross my desk that are in our library. But when it comes to a novice's guide, or for a book for someone who's just getting into ufology, this is my pick. It's entitled, The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs, What You Need to Know. And once again, it's by our guest this hour, T.L. Keller. Now, uh, we were talking during the commercial break, uh, Tom, and um, tell the audience what you told me about the availability.
1: Oh, if I could. Um, Unfortunately, right now, Amazon.com and uh, I are completely stocked out of books. Um, I have a new shipment coming in at the end of the month, and Amazon uh, will be fully stocked then. And also, if you go to my uh, website, uh, if you'll just go to contact us and send me your your, your, uh, email address um, or your telephone number, I can contact you when uh, the book shipment has arrived. So uh, that's it. (laughs) I don't want to disappoint anybody out there.
0: Well, but congratulations on, once again, your book. And that just goes to prove what I've been saying this last hour. It's a great book.
1: Well, thank you so much. I very much appreciate that. I hope it uh, enlightens a lot of people. And uh, to be very honest, uh, if people read this from uh, the first page to the last, uh, it will change your worldview.
0: But once again, all, you have to have But once again, no matter what the book is about, you have to read it with an open mind.
1: Exactly.
0: Tom, we've got about a minute left. Uh, what would you like to leave the listeners of the Zone with tonight? Uh, you're going to be coming back in, an, in a couple of weeks because we still have so much to cover. Um, what, what's the message you'd like to leave us with tonight?
1: Well, the message I'd like to, 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 uh, to leave, basically, is that, um, and I say this in my book, in the, in the last chapter, uh, don't listen to anything that I've said. Don't accept anything that I've said. Just please do your own reading, look at the DVDs, go to a UFO, uh, your local UFO community meetings and research this yourself. Uh, that's the best advice that I can give. Um, I don't think that uh, anyone should just listen to mm-hmm. someone such as me and take it for granted. There's so many uh, complex issues. This is like a a complex issue within an enigma. So uh, everyone should uh, decide for themselves after researching it.
0: Tom, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. We'll have you back in the next couple of weeks. Somebody from our production staff will get a hold of you. Thanks Thank very, very much, much Congratulations Rob. on a great book, and I look forward to talking to you again in a couple of weeks, as well as talking to you about your next book, which looks like another crash hit. It's going to be <laughs> entitled, you ready for this? Evolution, Creation, and Intelligent Design, What You Need to Know. T.L. Yep. Keller, take care of yourself. Have a great weekend, Tom. Thanks again, Rob. Bye-bye, sir. Bye now. Once again, explanation. Nation, T.L. Keller, The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs, What You Need to Know, www.2fspress.com. Thanks for a great week, everyone. I'll be back Monday night at 10 o'clock. Have a super weekend. Love each other. And always, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night now.